Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonia McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. So in the past, I've discussed generational curses and how we can try to avert them or change them, turn things around for the better, for the good, you know. Um, but I've been doing this, this biblical study with a partner, um, a beautiful lady named Carol, and I... You know, I typed in there, everybody always talks about generational curses, but we never speak about generational praises, generational love. We don't use it in a positive way. So, you know, today's going to be a quick discussion with one person, me and myself and I, because that's three. And I just want to talk about generational love. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, everybody doesn't have a sad sob story. We've all been through something. Everybody's been through something. And sometimes I listen to other people's stories and I'm like, boy, my life was gold. I was platinum. Shoot, in comparison to you and you and you and you. But I shouldn't be comparing myself to anybody else, right? Because one's pain isn't another's pain. Um, you know, I, I've I've openly discussed being accused of being on drugs by family members and not to my face, you know, not, um, and even in asking, did you start this rumor? The answer was absolutely not, but I knew it was an absolute lie. Um, but negativity seems to run kind of rampantly in my family. I don't know. Alcoholism runs in my family. Um, talking about each other behind each other's backs, but not in their faces or letting people know where they can straighten up and do better and fly right. That's not done in my family. However, you know, telling everybody else how that person's messing up is done in my family. But, but there's also good things in my family. My mom is hilarious. My mother, without even batting an eye, will use a word you will never hear again in your life. She makes them up off the top of her head. She thinks they're real words. You know what she means because like, I'll give you a couple of examples in a second, but you'll know exactly what she means. She just isn't saying the word correctly. And you know, you don't laugh when you're talking to her. You might repeat that word and say, oh yeah, mom, blah, blah, blah. And she'll repeat it. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And inside you're dying. And as soon as you hang up, you got to call somebody else or, or tell somebody what she said because my mom is off the chart with making up words and she will be dead serious and, and swear it's a word. So we don't correct her. Um, but my mom's always been kind of funny and she's always been a protector. My mother, I've said in the past, we never had any quality time and there wasn't any you know, a lot of love, no I love yous, no hugs, no kisses, no nothing like that. But there was absolutely nobody who was going to mistreat me that was an adult or say anything crazy to me without my mom sliding on her shoes, getting out of her bed and going to handle that. Uh -huh. Not saying that's the best way to always handle stuff, but she handled it. She made sure nobody was going to be treating me, no adult was going to take advantage of me or treat me 
um, incorrectly. We have a couple of other things, you know, going on in my family. We have a lot of excellent cooks, um, both my brothers, myself. My mother used to be a phenomenal cook. My father can cook. My grandma could cook. I learned a lot of things. That's why people love coming over here to eat. I get people fat and send them home. Um, you know, my grandma was a great cook with the little bit of money she had. Well, you don't even realize you ate the same things over and over when you spent summers with her because, you know, she was just the excellent cook. That food was good. So I want you to think, though, of the good things. It's the holidays. If you listen to my podcast because you're going through things and, you know, and you you like the fact you're not the only one and sometimes I make a little sense and you're like, man, that made sense and I'm going to apply that blessings to you. Blessings, thank you, I'm honored, all those good things. But I want you to think about the good things too. Think about that Christmas where you got a gift you just never thought you would get. Think about the the time your mom or dad or brother or cousin made that perfect meal for you and you just thought, man, this was the best meal ever. Think about the time, the last time you got to see somebody you genuinely loved and the laughter and the hugs and and the fun God allowed you to have with this person just one more time. You know, this Christmas is bittersweet to a lot of people because I know several mothers who lost a child this year, fathers who lost a child this year, Friends who lost a parent this year. I know off the top of my head, four parents having their first Christmas without a child. One of their children is missing to various reasons. Murder, suicide, reckless driving. Doesn't matter the reason. What matters is these parents are struggling. How do you have a great Christmas? How do you laugh and have a great time knowing that there's an empty seat at your table? How do you get through the whole holiday knowing that there are presents that should have been under that tree that aren't there because that child is missing? I really don't have the answer. I gave birth to three kids and all three of them are here. So I don't have that answer, but I have a couple of suggestions. Celebrate. The reason for the season is Jesus. It's not presents. It's not a tree. It's not even the nativity set in your living room. It's not the beautiful lights that people like to stop and take pictures of in your front yard. It's not the moving deers in my yard. It's none of that. It's Jesus. If you remember that, that's the biggest first step. You're already most of the way there. Now think about the joy that child brought to you. Think about the time God allowed you with that child to be joyful and happy in those great memories. Think about a way to share those memories on the holiday with maybe their siblings, your spouse, their grandparents, their uncles, their aunts, their cousins, the friends. 
You can make this holiday. You can make it. You can do it. You know, I I don't understand. I, I don't understand fully the pain. I think I understand how much pain I would be in. But once again, how would I know? But those parents, my heart is with you. And I just know what I know. You can pray and you can pray and you can take this day. I'm talking Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, and you can honor the Lord by remembering the greatness of the time you had with that 16 year old, that 18 year old, that 28 year old, that 34 year old, however old your child was when you lost them this year. You can honor him. You can just thank God for Jesus and the ability to have that child in that moment. And and then remember their favorite thing to do, dance. Y'all dance like David on Christmas. Get up and just cut a rug. Sing. I don't care if you can't hit a note like me. You sing from your heart, from the depths of your stomach, your soul, their favorite songs. They had Christmas songs they love. You sing them. And make a tradition of it. You know, generational curses affect so many people and there'll be depression over the holidays. There'll be sadness, as there is every other day. Christmas doesn't change that for so many people. As a matter of fact, it gets worse. But you can break that, too. Go volunteer. Go volunteer. Take your kids. Show them what it's like to not have as much as you have. You know, I don't care. If you're living in a shack, a lot of people don't even have that shack to live in. You you have water somewhere. You have a, a set of clothes you can change into. You have electricity. You're, you're even more blessed. You're able to buy a gift for somebody. You're even more blessed. You got a car outside. All right. Now you're, you're operating in the top 40%. I understand my blessings. That's why I try to give back. I haven't always been as blessed as I am. I struggle. I remember one Christmas, I didn't have a single gift for my kids, not one. And my dad came to visit. And it was the funniest thing in the world. I was telling my daughter the other day, but me and him went to Walgreens and Walgreens had all these toys and things. And I just started picking up all this stuff. My dad paid for it all. And my kids had a rock star Christmas. And it's funny because who thinks to go to Walgreens, the Christmas shop? That's not why we were there. But it just so happens they were at an age I could buy their stuff at the Walgreens. And they had a Christmas and they didn't know mom used all the money to pay bills. But I also wasn't worried about it because, you know, I don't really have a tradition for my kids. I'm going to tell you three and then I'm going to leave on a positive note. Number one. Volunteer. Volunteer. We didn't do it all their lives, but we volunteered a few times. Number two, I'll buy you this many gifts, but half of them have to go to somebody else who isn't as privileged as you are. Now, my butt was broke, but I was privileged enough to go buy, you know, I was okay enough to go buy gifts. So I would buy 
each one of my kids three gifts, and then they could get another three gifts to give away at a shelter or something. And number three, love. Love. Love is actually the answer all the way around. Love. If you can provide love, maybe you don't have the ability to go volunteer. You can't stand up long yourself. You're on oxygen. You're you're at home because you know you have some underlying issue. You don't have a car. There's no bus line, whatever it is. But can you love on somebody else? Can you just pick up the phone and call a couple of people you haven't spoken to in a while or or people who've been on your heart or on your mind or people you just know are going through and say, I love you and I understand what you're going through. I might have my own situation, but hey, I'm here for you. And mean it. And mean it. Don't just think of a couple of people to call and say that too, but then when they want to talk for a minute or get something off their mind, you want to hang up, you're rolling your eyes because you're thinking that's not even why I call. I knew Sonya set me up. No. You got to love with your whole heart. That means when you pick up the phone to call that person, you take whatever comes with it. If they need a minute to talk, that means you call the right person at the right time. You might have the ear they needed. But if you can volunteer, go volunteer. It's amazing to take your kids to volunteer so they can see just how fortunate they are. Just how fortunate they are. You know, they're they're mad because they want that Xbox 80. And you couldn't afford the Xbox 80, 80, but you got the Xbox 60. And they feel slighted. But then you take them somewhere where there are kids wearing hand-me-downs, hand-me-downs from hand-me-downs who are just happy to have some beans and rice who are just happy to have a match bar a mat what is it called a matchbox car from the dollar store and will cherish that two dollar gift like it was that xbox 80 There's a certain way we raise our kids to where they feel like they deserve everything they ask for. And they feel some kind of way when they don't get it. We got to stop that. We got to stop that. We got to show kids, listen, I work really hard. This is how hard I work. This is what I do. This is how much I bring in. This is how much the bills cost. But yet and still, I make time to be able to take you out to five guys and have a burger at least once a month because that's my quality time with you. That's our alone time. You know, you love to go to the beach. It's free. I love to take you to the beach because it's free. We can go to the park and play. You know, I'm spending quality time. It doesn't have to cost money. Time is priceless. Remember, you can't get it back, so spend it wisely just like you should your money. So we, we got to turn that around where kids just feel like whatever they say they want, they get. And if they don't get it, they're mad. I was watching an episode. It's an old, old episode if you ever watch Forensic Files. But this young guy, I think he was 16, maybe 17. 
he had a brand new car and he totaled it. And he told his dad he wanted another new car. The dad refused. The boy's grades were horrible. He was getting in trouble. You know, now he's totaled his brand new car. And the father refused. And the father did something I wouldn't have even done and took him to the car dealership and said, you're going to get this used car. And the boy was really mad that his father would not buy him this brand new car he wanted, even though he just totaled one. And so guess what he did? He killed his father. Made, a tr made Tried to make it seem like somebody broke in and killed his father. But he made so many dumb mistakes because he was a kid who was overprivileged and didn't know how to take that no. Now, I didn't raise my kids like that at all. Now, one of them didn't get it so well. You know, she, you know, tell her, hey, tweet. I don't have any extra money, really, daughter. We're, we're going to go somewhere inexpensive to eat today, and it's your choice. So just know mommy doesn't really have much money. We can go to McDonald's. We can go to Burger King. We can go to even Wendy's. We can go to this chicken place where, you know, we can get 20 pieces and sit and eat. My daughter will look at me and be like, yeah, okay, I want to go to, and then she'll name a place where the minimum I'm going to pay is $100. And I look at her tweet. <laughs> Did you not understand what I said? Blah, blah, blah. Now, tweet don't want to go nowhere. But I'm okay with that. Keep your little ass home then. And me and Ty are going to go eat Burger King. And you can find whatever's in the fridge. That's how I handled that. That's how I handled that. I remember one time she threw a tantrum in the middle of the road. I turned and looked at her and kept walking. You know, people were looking at her and looking at me. She eventually got her little body up off that ground and caught up with me. I didn't say a word to her. I went to go down the escalator. She wanted to act all stubborn and like she wasn't going to go. And she was little, y'all. So I, I'm going to sound like a real bad mom, but she was like maybe three, three or four. I went right on down that escalator, left her standing at the top. Then she started crying and some lady walked her down. But I wasn't going to play your games. I'm the parent. And when she got home, she got an earful. You know, I, I told you guys and I meant it. I never raised my voice at my kids. I never cursed at them. I never called them any name that wasn't loving. But I got my point across each and every time. Speaking just like this. And the matter I get, the closer I sit to you because the lower I speak. So... You know, she eventually got the point, but the whole point is it, it was important to me for her to see that mommy works really, really hard and I do the best I can. But the reason for this season is Jesus. It's not so I could see how I can go broke trying to impress you, your sister, your uncles, your grandma, your grandpa, the neighbors, the Joneses, the church. I'm not about to I'm not about that life. I'm gonna live in my wage and you're gonna act your age and act like you don't have a job and be glad with whatever you get. So those are funny times now, you know. Um those are just funny times and we also talk about how Santa Claus, I would tell my kids, all kids don't have a jolly, fat, white guy as a Santa. 
you know, that's who we see when we go take pictures, but that's not who really delivers everybody's packages. So from little bitty, bitty, bitty kids, my kids thought their Santa Claus was a sexy black woman. I told them that. And to this day, if you ask them when they were little, who was their Santa Claus? They're going to say some sexy black woman. Because that's what I taught them. Your kids will trust whatever you teach them. If you teach them in love. I also, me and my kids would get together and we would dance. It would be somebody's uh, turn to make up a dance to a song. So they would pick the song and they would make up a dance. And when they were ready, they would teach the others. And we would do that all the time. Um, So these are fun things I call generational love that I know I do with my grandkids now. I don't know if my kids do them with their kids. I think um, my oldest right now is too tired to do anything, but I think she does some of these things. And my youngest, you know, her baby's not even one yet. So hopefully it'll come. But the dancing and the laughter and the joking and, and the meal. You know, getting together and just eating and and watching a movie. And um, now that I live in Florida, maybe we'll start going to the beach on Christmas. I don't know. But let's try to replace those generational curses with generational love. So when your kids look back, they can easily talk about the love and the great times instead of the curses and the negativity and how dad always came home drunk and and would slap mom or slap the kids or how they were molested or how they were this or that or this or that and they don't know any other way to be. Let's stop that. Let's replace it. Generational love is real. And if it's not real in your life, let's make it real starting today. What are you going to do with your Christmas? How are you going to turn things around? If you're one of those uh, people I spoke about, you lost somebody you love this year. Are you going to celebrate the holiday? And if you do, how are you going to do it? I really feel my heart goes out more than anything to the people who lost a child and have other young kids in the house. How do you move forward and not show so much pain so that they can continue to try to enjoy their lives? They, they've they lost a sibling themselves, but when they see mommy and daddy sad all the time, you know, it weighs on the other kids. How do you navigate? Once again, I don't have the answers and I definitely am not judging I'm asking a, I'm asking a sincere question. How do you navigate through that kind of pain? If you're going through that right now and you need help with that, hit me up at sonya.mcqueen69 at outlook.com. Now, on the flip side, I have friends who have lost children and it's been a few years I will turn those questions on them to answer because once again, I can't. Their response won't be the same as your, you know, action, but at least they'll give a response. I will definitely reach out to them. I have actually three friends who've lost a child 
that are celebrating their fourth, eighth, sixteenth Christmas without that child. I'm, I'll, I'll ask them, how did you navigate? How did you get to the point you celebrate again? Do you celebrate now? And um, maybe I can bring some kind of answer or some kind of help or response that'll help you if you're one of those that are, you know, walking through like a zombie right now trying to figure it out. Um, next week, I, I'm going to actually have two guests on, maybe three, we'll see. But I, I've only asked one, so I've got to ask the second and the third. And um, I, I want it to be great. I want it to be great and full of love and laughter. It's the last podcast before Christmas, and it's actually going to be my last podcast of the year. I'm going to take um, the new year and... I will come back probably, I don't know, I, I want to say I'm going to skip a Tuesday but, or a week because today's Thursday, but you never know. I might, I might not, um, but I want to end with a bang and a lot of love. Now, you guys, love on people. Check on people. I don't care how strong you think they are. Check on them anyway. If somebody crosses your mind, pick up the phone, text them, call them. You never know what somebody's living within their heart, in the pit of their stomach, in their soul. You never know how fake a smile can be. I've told you before, I lived with one for years. You just never know somebody else's pain, their their struggles. And they might be like me, just never open their mouth and say a word. Just live with it and hurt on the inside. Everybody but doesn't bounce back. Depression is real. Suicide rate is high. Check on each other. I love you all. Have a beautiful day.